Welcome back to Crazy Fucking Mommy, episode 115. I'm your host, Elise Delucci. Welcome to my living room on the Upper East Side, people. How you doing? I have a new robe on today. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, it's a black satin kimono with like a traditional print. I'm looking at it. It has like birds and geishas on it and like teal and gold. It's very, very glamorous, but it's it's satin. So it's AK, it's poly. People like, oh, satin. Yeah, okay. Polyester. Fake fabric. I would love to have a silk kimono like this, but one, can't find any because, you know, they're not popular. I guess because if you're under the age of 90, nobody's shopping for a silk kimono with a traditional print. But anyway, I, I don't know. I probably shouldn't be wearing a satin kimono because I have the worst rash. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but you know, we're, we're family, so whatever. I, I don't know what happened. I have a terrible rash on my upper part of my body, not on my chest, like on my stomach, on my back, on my sides. I have no idea what it's from. Of course, naturally, I'm going around thinking that I'm allergic to sweat, you know, because I've been doing the Peloton like four times a week. It's my, it's my thing that I've been doing. Well, I had the bike for, you know, three. Remember, I bought the bike. I bought the bike when Bitcoin hit 60,000, right? Bitcoin hit 60,000. I sold a, 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 a whatever it was, however much for the Peloton, $3,000. Ridiculous, by the way. I bought an exercise bike for $3,000. I bought a bicycle for $3,000. Like, it, I know it's, it's, it's ridiculous to me, too. When I sold some of the Bitcoin, bought the Peloton, and then it sat, collected dust. It was a clothes hanger. So I decided recently, you know what? I'm just going to freaking use it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to commit to it. And you know, let me just do this tangent. How I got myself to commit to it <clears throat> is that I, I feel like I had like a light bulb moment. <clears throat> I don't have to do a full class. If I get on the bike and all I could do is five minutes, then I get the hell off. If I could do 10 minutes, then I get off. Like, you know, and the class is still going. I just leave the class. That's just it. I don't do a live class. You know, I do the pre-recorded classes. I don't, I, I don't have feel the pressure of, of having to do a 30 minute spin class. You know, when you're in person doing the class, well, but you can't just walk out. So I think that I told myself that I have control over when I could come and go in the exercise classes made it much more approachable for me is what I'm trying to tell you. So I've been on the bike, right? Like four times a week. And let me tell you, the, the and I, you know, Peloton is not a sponsor, by the way. But one of the things that I love that I just discovered that you're going to love is that you could search, you know, by instructor, right? So I like taking like a, I like a few different instructors, you could search, but you can also search by music. So I've been put searching. I'm like, ah, let me throw Donna Summer in there. Like, let me just see what happens. Like 30 classes, Donna Summer, all dance anthems, Donna Summer dance anthems, a whole class on the radio, MacArthur Park. I, I, honestly, 6.30 in the morning, this living room turns into a discotheque. Like Barbara Streisand's on there, Liza, Broadway. They have a Disney playlist, not for me. Although Aladdin has some tunes, I, I cannot even handle the music. So, honestly, it's amazing. It's amazing. Music selection, like butter baby. So I've been doing it. So four days a week, right? And, you know, I'm, I don't have, am I getting on workout clothes? I mean, like I have, of course, I have, like you. You know, through the years, 
I said I was going to do exercise. And then I went to Target and I bought all the exercise clothes. And then probably like you, they sat in my closet or I wore them to go back to Target to buy snacks. You know what I'm saying? So I go on the Peloton. I don't always wear the exercise clothes. Sometimes I'm in my nightgown. You know why? Because it's my house. <laughs> I could do whatever I want. My kids think I'm a lunatic anyway. And I'm trying, I am doing the best. I get on the bike in my floor length nightgown and I'm pedaling to Zana Summer at 6.30 in the morning for five minutes. Yes, that's, that is, <laughs> that's the reality. Here's the thing. I got this terrible rash all over my body like a few weeks ago. And I'm thinking, it's, I'm, I'm allergic to sweat. So immediately, you know, I'm like, saw this rash. Oh my, it's, it's not like, it's not like, again, TMI. It's not like, um, it's not like a pimply rash. It's not like bumps. It's like, it's almost like flat. Um, like it looks like mosquito bites or bug bites. And I read that you could be allergic to sweat, but that, but you know, I've, I've come on, that's ridiculous. I, I've sweat before and not got a rash. It's something. My mother's like, bye. It's probably your shampoo. I'm like, is all of a sudden like VO5 and and what, what what's the other one? I have oh no, I have herbal essences right now. And it is all of a sudden that attacking my body. It's something. It's something. I don't know what it is. It's not the clothes. I mean, it could be like satin nightgowns, polyester nightgowns that I refuse to throw out. But it's something. Um, I, you know, and I'm looking online because, of course, we're all doctors, right? <laughs> you know, I'm like turning the internet inside out four in the morning. I'm like, oh my God, I have liver disease. I mean, knock on wood. I'm like, oh my God, I got cancer. God forbid. God forbid. I, so, you know, you know, and then I'm like, oh my God, am I pregnant? Am I premenopausal? I have no idea. I, it itches. It's like, if I put calamine lotion on, it probably would be better, but I'm not putting that on. I'm putting um, powder on and I'm just dealing with it and I'm wearing, you know, cotton and except for now, because I'm in a satin kimono. But you know what? I got to still live my life. Okay. <laughs> okay. So again, not pl- part of the planned conversation, but actually it was later in the episode. We have to talk about something so serious that I'm, I'm, I'm dying on the inside. I'm dying on the inside about powder. So, okay. I know like you, you've read, right? Like that baby powder, the talc, you read about like the cancer cases about this, right? You know, it's all over the news. It's been all over the news, whatever. And uh, I just don't know. I know that I read that like Johnson Johnson baby powder and there's, you know, all these like, talcum powders, they could cause cancer, specifically like ovarian cancer in women. There's been a lot of cases. There's been a lot of lawsuits. I thought that they, and I thought that through the years, like I thought, oh, they took the talc out of the powder, whatever. And that's all, but- I use powder all the time, specifically in the summer because I'm hot and sweaty with Mediterranean jeans and I'm hairy. Like I just, I need like powder like all the time. So, and forget it. When I was pregnant with the two girls, I was like a white powder monster walking all around the house. Like footprint, literally footprints. Like, like my babysitter at the time when I was pregnant with my second, Vivian, she was like, you have to not walk. I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't care. I was like 900 pounds. I was a monster. I was constantly sweating. It was like, it was the, and it was the dead of winter and there was like big giant hoof prints everywhere. Anyway. So I, uh, so whatever. So I, ha- so I have this rash, got, put the powder on rip Johnson and Johnson powder in my bathroom, New York magazine shows up at the door and I start reading. They have an article about talcum powder. So I'm just like paging through it. I'm like, I don't want to read this. Now. Well, I don't know. I felt like it was God. I started reading the article. 
And there was a story about this woman, sad mother, husband passed away. She was using, uh, and then she got ovarian cancer. And she realized that over the last 30 years, like every day she was using the Johnson Johnson powder. Long story short, she she like sued them. And I think this was like one of the big first, or it is like the biggest case or something in the history of this talc uh, linked to cancer case or something. I don't remember all the details of the article, but I was like, lady, didn't like the talc come out of the powder? So I started to Google and she was saying, well, I've been using it for 30 years. They didn't take the talc out of the powder. Like they're doing that in 2023. In 2023, Johnson Johnson, they vowed to make all of their powders talc free and they're going to use cornstarch, right? Okay, so here's the deal. So uh, for the last 10 years, right, I've been dousing myself in this powder and I'm now like, think, and now I'm like freaking out. So here's the thing. I go on a tear. This is all related to the rash because I'm just, now, the, did, did the powder cause the rash? Of course not. Of course not, because I've been using it for 10 years. I haven't had a rash like this for 10 years. Something different is causing this. But I needed to tell you this because you got to throw out the Johnson & Johnson powder. Like I have the little mini powders. I have the, uh, the, the travel ones that I would use uh, at the beach with the kids, because if you put, you know, if the kids are sandy, like they have like wet sand, like stuck to their legs or whatever, if you put a little baby powder in your hands, it takes the sand actually off. Surprise, surprise. That is a mom trick somebody told me and it works like magic. But I, I, I do have, and I get hot, you know, put onto my bubs, you know, whatever. So you got to throw it out. And I was so freaked out just by this, this talc thing. So I bought gold bond, um, the medicated powder. So now I'm using that. I also bought that's, I think it's Caldecine. It's like the pink, it's a pink canister. The difference between these powders and Johnson Johnson is they use cornstarch, not talc. So there's also, I want to say, I have in my bathroom since thrown it out, save the container though. The, in, in Italy at the supermarkets, and you can find them at the Italian supermarkets here. There's a powder called, um, it's like Felci Azura or something or Felice Azura. I don't know. It's like a blue canister, plastic canister, and it has talcum powder and it smells like heaven. And it comes with a buff puff, like a big puff puff, like a pink puff, like a powder puff, like a 1950s, like a beauty school dropout, sleepover party, Olivia Newton-John puff puff, you know? And if you get like one scent, it's like a white one. If you get another scent, I have the one with the pink. I love this powder so much. I bought it literally for my mom for Christmas, for my sisters for Christmas as like a little add-on to their gift. I love it. I get it at La Bella in Brooklyn at the supermarket. You can also order, order, and it's like $5. And you can also order on Amazon. The scent is delicious. The problem is it's like pure talcum powder. So, you know, in the garbage it went, not the container though. Apparently, the reason why talc is so terrible is because it, it, it there's like the teeniest microscopic, there could be the teeniest microscopic asbestos particles in it. So, I don't even know what to say. I, maybe I wasn't paying attention in the last. Maybe I was asleep, asleep at the wheel. But, you know, remember like when you were like a the little kid, you know, in the, the paints in the classrooms that people were like freaking out in the 80s, like lead paints or like asbestos, all this stuff, right? Well, yeah, basically for any of us dumping Johnson Johnson powder all over ourselves, I don't know. We're just, what are we putting? Asbestos sprinkles everywhere. Like I can't even. Cornstarch is not as soft. I'm not going to lie. I miss the smooth, the smooth. So went on the tear. Furthermore, I recommended like a million episodes ago, 
a uh, a powder like an alternative. So I used to use the Makeup Forever HD powder. It's like the white powder that, you know, prevents the shine if you're like in pictures and stuff or whatever. But it's like 40 bucks for the compact or the loose powder. Um, so I then found an alternative that is amazing. And I've been using ever since Cody Airspun. Cody Airspun. I, and I talked about that. It's like a couple bucks on Amazon. Well, looked at the label this past weekend. Guess what I found? Dalk. Like it's like number one ingredient. So in the garbage it went. Um, now instead I'm using the Bare Minerals Mineral Veil, which is like all natural. I don't know, no talc, whatever. It's a. Uh, I have some here also. Uh, Physicians Formula, talc free. Another brand, True and Luscious, talc free. I don't know that brand. I don't know. But basically, you can go on. Um, there's this website like ewg.org. It's based. They've been around for a long time, but their website used to suck. It got way better. And you could type in ewg.org. You type in any of your beauty products, and I'll tell you like if they are hazardous or if they have carcinogens in them, cancer causing things in them, and um, of course, like Cody Airspun comes up, like scale of one to 10, 10 being like the worst for you. Cody Airspun, nine. I was like, Jesus Christ. That's what you get for buying $3 powder on Amazon. That's what I get. That You know what? So I'm, a, I'm like, I don't, I'm not one of these people that look at like every single little thing because you drive yourself freaking nuts. You drive yourself nuts. But this article, for whatever reason, I felt like I ha- I got this rash and I'm doing the powder and I got the footprints and I, then I opened the magazine, the New Yorker, which doesn't usually have articles that talk about like CPG items, consumer pack of goods, goods, like, you know, like beauty-ish items, right? And I felt like it was all like, hello, Elise, just stop, stop. So, so anyway, that's that. But I had to tell you so you can, you know, do the same. I miss it though. Not gonna lie. And like, you know, the baby powder J and J smells luscious. Okay. Okay. I am on tour with Vic DiBetetto. No, Vic DiBetetto. Oh my God. How am I what kind of Italian am I that I'm mispronounced this guy's name? Vic DiBetetto. Vic DiBetetto. Not DiBetetto. I don't know. I mean, I had an extra T's and E's in there. No. DiBetetto. I'm on tour with him. Uh, not the full tour. Like he's going up to Canada. You know, he's, I think he was in Canada. He's going to some other place. I'm not on the full tour because I'm in New York. I got the kids. I got the job, the whole thing. But um, it doesn't make sense, you know, like sometimes to go on the full tour with these people because you got to like sometimes pay for your flight and your hotel. Not always. It depends. Anyway, so monetarily doesn't make sense. So anyway, I'm on like, I'm on like the Vic DiBetetto light tour, having an amazing time. We just were at uh, New Jersey PAC Performing Arts Center, Carteret, New Jersey, brand new space. Oh my God, amazing. Thank you for everybody that came out. If you came to see us, it's a 1600 seat theater. It was incredible. We had a great show. Uh, the show, it, it was just me and him. It's just me and him. Um, you know, no host. There's like, they have a voice of God kind of thing going. I come out, I did like, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes. Vic came out after did an hour amazing amazing time the fans after the show i mean it was flooded he was selling his merch he has all these crazy shirts i'm just there having a drink you know like talking to everybody you know taking pictures my all my friends came out oh my god amazing my oh and by the way we didn't even do fact of the day today we got so i got so caught up with the rash 
let me do fact today because by the way, my friends came out because it's my birthday. Not today, next week. Okay, fact of the day. When, newsflash also to me, when it's a person's uh, birth date and age at the same time, it's called your golden birthday. So um, September 26th. And uh, so I guess my golden birthday was when I was turned 26 on the 26th. I didn't even, I, I don't know. I was engaged then. What a baby. Engaged at 26. Married at 27. I was a baby. Um, so my birthday's next week. So my, my a lot of my friends, they came to the show in Carteret and, uh, and I was a surprise. I knew like a couple of them were coming, but I didn't know so many of them were coming and I was so happy. Oh my God. So thank you. It was like crew at 12, like, like rolling deep, like Brooklyn and Staten Island and New Jersey style. Like everybody came out like in their gorgeous outfits, like, like, and like true towns, we shut down the bar. Like, you know, like the, the bar was still like, the boy was like, last call. You know, my friend's like, we'll take a couple shots. Like, it, it, you know, it was like, it was ridiculous. It was amazing. And I don't usually hang out like that, like after shows, you know, because I'm tired. Like, it's a lot, you know, like I'm up there, I'm working. So, you know, some people think stand up comedy, you go, you just kind of like shoot the breeze. It's like, no, the second, like, first of all, like 10, 15 minutes before the show, you, I have to get in the zone, right? In my head, I got, I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm going to be talking about. And, you know, I'm going to know what I'm saying. And then I get out there and, you know, it's like your words are coming out of your mouth. Your head, you're working, you're working, you know, you work in the state. It's a lot. It's a lot. So I'm usually tired after the shows, but this time I, uh, I hung out and it was amazing. It was, it was completely amazing. Um, last episode, we talked about Telfar bags. Okay. And one of our listeners, Jesse, Hey girl, Hey, she, she, she episode, she, uh, messaged me. And she's like, okay, she's like, please, here's the deal. Personally, I'm a Telfar girl. And she's like, and she's going to tell me why they were sold out on all online. Because so let a quick recap, Telfar bags, there's these bags I'm seeing all over the place. You know, you, if you open up like People Magazine, Us Weekly, you see them all over the celebs. They're like these big square tote bags, very functional bag, have like this like lowercase C or letter or lowercase letter E kind of logo, like embossed huge on the front. And I didn't know what they were. Like, it's not like seeing a Louis Vuitton bag. It's not like it says Prada with the plate. Like I didn't know, you know, it was all, it's just sort of like mystery if you don't know. So basically Jesse told me that part of the novelty, oh, and by the way, the bags are sold out online. Like if you wanted to get a bag and you go on the Telfar website, like every single color is sold out. They have like tons of colors. And she said like, oh, you should look at like, the gold or the silver, you'd probably like it. Yeah, Jesse, guess what? I do. I went on the website after you told me, look at the gold and the silver. I went right on the Telfar website, read your DM, went on the website. We're like, oh, gold's gorgeous. Guess what? Sold out. She told me they come out with new colors. They drop new colors every week. So you have to be on the website at the exact time of the bag release. Otherwise they sell out in minutes. So she said, at first, she wasn't like the biggest fan, but she decided to get the bag and give it a try. And now she's totally sold. And she loves it because it's she uses it for work and going out and running errands. And she said it's also a Black-owned business, so it supports a lot of Black artists and communities. Okay, so Jesse, you sold me on Telfar, okay? I'm sold. I love a functional bag that could do day to night. I lo- Like, I absolutely love it. I love a bag I could throw a whole bunch of shit in. I love that it's like a $200 bag and not like a $2,000 bag because last time I checked, uh, I'm not spending that kind of money on pocketbook. But I guess you could gotta find out when the bag drops, when the new bags come out, which means that I'm gonna have to sign up for their newsletter, I'm assuming. Or 
go on the rabbit hunt to find out the goose chase. Is that it? Is it the rabbit hunt or the goose chase? I always get these phrases wrong. My boyfriend's like, are you ever going to use these? No, I'm never going to get them right. I'm just never, leave me alone. That's what I got to tell. I I guess I'm going to have to go on a wild goose chase. I think that's it. (laughs) And find when the new bags come out. So that's what I'm going to do. Because, you know, next week's my birthday and I got to get with the program. (laughs) I don't really. I mean, it's just though like, it's like the MZ Wallace bags, you know, everyone in Manhattan, all the moms, like a lot of them have these big MZ Wallace like tote bags. Like, well, they're like a zip kind of giant tote. And I never loved them, but then I got one and I was like, this is why everybody likes this bag. Because it's sturdy, it's functional. You could throw it in the washing machine. Like you could get shit spilled all over it. Like it wipes off. The price isn't crazy. So I'm assuming Telfar is going to be like the same thing, maybe minus the washing machine part. So um, I'm in. I am in. Okay. I read there was a lady, right? So I read in the New York Times Magazine. I love um, Kwame. Uh, I think it's Kwame Anthony Apaya or Kwame Apaya. He's the ethicist, basically. I know him as the ethicist. And, uh, you know, it's Q&A. People write in and he answers. Someone wrote in. Wait, you're going to die. Somebody wrote in that she works, you know, she has a corporate job. She's a professional lady and she works nine to five and she goes to therapy, you know, like once a week and she needs to, uh, she, she needs to leave work to go to therapy. And she writes in and she asks, how does she tell her job that she has to leave every week to go to therapy? And she also says, you know, she works at a progressive, a progressive company. So she thinks they would be cool. Here's my thoughts on that. Why are you going to tell them? Are you kidding me? Like, here's the thing. I've been doing the corporate thing for 20 years and almost 20 years. And it has its pluses and minuses. And here's the deal, okay? You cannot have people making judgments. People make judgments. They, They do not need to know that you are going to therapy. Why would you even tell them? Like, Okay, so say you work at Google, lady, and you're like, Google's a cool, hip company. They're progressive. We, you know, we, everybody's like leaning, everybody's left thinking, whatever the hell these words are, right? Your boss, you're hired to do a job, and your boss wants you to do the job Excel, be on time, do your work, work hard, give it all, be a team player, the whole thing, represent the company, everything. Great, great, great. We all know these. These are like the unwritten rules, right? Are working, right? Unwritten rules. It's like what I talk about in my book when that comes out. Q1 2023. Anyway, unwritten rules at work, right? Why would you tell? Why would you tell your boss? Hey, hey, lady. Hey, guy. I got to leave once a week to get the noggin checked out. I need to go to my psychiatrist. Let him do a med check. I need to go to my psychoanalyst so I could lay on a couch and do Freudian analysis. What are you nuts? No. Don't tell him. You know what you tell him? You just say, just bl- first of all, I wouldn't even say anything. I would just block it off of my calendar. If you've been working for five, 10 plus years, you're probably senior enough, respected enough that you can block out an hour of your calendar each week and not have anybody question you, okay? And you could do whatever the hell you want in that hour. If that's to get in the car and go get a coffee at Dunkin', fine. If that's to go to the doctor, fine. If you feel, if you're junior and you feel like, 
you have to go this time. You have to go during the workday. Tell him that you have to do, a, you have to leave work once a week for a personal matter, a personal medical matter. Nobody's going to question that. You don't need to, here's the thing. There's a lot of double standards at work. Everybody's like, oh, we support mental health, mental health awareness. Oh, you know, this, that, anything. I've seen it all, right? I hear it all from my friends. They have like these campaigns, these employee activism campaigns. Yay, mental health. Yay, this, yay, that. Yeah, so funny. Except for the one person that then has a fucking breakdown at work. Then what happens? Then what happens? That, that person, isn't that funny? That the miraculously, that person like gets let go like a few months later. I'm not saying that that happened to me, but I've seen it happen, right? It's like, everybody's like, oh yeah, we're all okay with everything until then someone after it affects somebody. So I would not be telling my job that I have to leave to go to therapy once a week during the workday. I would just say, I have something personal that I have to take care of and it's a medical matter. And you're entitled. I mean, you are, you, you are entitled. If you work for a progressive company, they, you gotta not tell everybody anything. Every, you, gotta, you gotta not tell everyone everything. I think that my generation, older millennial, definitely the younger generation, they, they, we tell people a lot of things. You know, the older generations, like my grandmother, 92, depression era, she runs around like a mob boss, never says anything. Like, unless you ask her, she's not telling. But I think that like the younger generations, we spill too much, we're too open, we overshare because, you know, social media, the whole thing, and we do it with our, and we just work, you know, like that. We just, work is just like, we don't think about work. My generation, the generation younger, I think we just think, of, we don't think about work, especially if you work from home. We don't think about, uh, or you're remote or whatever. I don't, I think that you, um, I don't think we think about work like it's nine to five and you clock out at lunch for an hour and da-da. we just work. Like work is just what we do. It's like going to the gym. You just do it. Like taking care of your kids. You just do it, right? We just, it's just part of our life. We'll answer emails at 11 o'clock at night. We'll wake up and do things at seven in the morning for work. It's just, it's just like, it's like anything, right? At least that that's how I think about it. So I, I think that, you know, because we have that, that, that amazing work ethic, Right. We then, it could be, well, it could be very tricky because then we're all of a sudden looking at our bosses and our managers as our co and colleagues as like our friends or our family and that kind of thing. And then we're getting, you know, we get so close to them and we tell them all these things. And I, mm, I don't know, not something that you should be telling them because you never, because they're not your friends. How about that? They're not your friends. Again, more of that in my book coming out. <sighs> the wing. The Wing has seized operations. I don't know if you guys know The Wing. It was a uh, women-focused co-working space, by the way. They had clubs in, you know, New York, D.C., L.A., uh, Chicago, San Francisco, just like we were, but for women. And uh, they had 10,000 members, by the way. And they charged $3,000 a year. So you had to, like, apply for a membership, right? You'd pay three grand a year. And then you would be in their club and you could go work at any of their spaces, the wing. And they had beautiful spaces, like pink spaces, like well, like like in very feminine kind of designs with like feminine colors. They had uh, libraries available to, to the workers and their, to the employees, people, whatever, remote workers, sole proprietors, whatever. And uh, all female authors, like it was like, it, anyway, they apparently they seized operations. Oh, and by the way, they had a wait list like Telfar. Uh, these love this business model. Hold on, gotta get a cup of coffee. Gotta get a sip of coffee. Um, they had a wait list that was 9,000 uh, names long. 
at the wing. So I never really kind of got that anyway. Like, because the wait, wait list is part of the strategy. Makes it, you know, supply and demand, economics 101. Like hard, hard, hard to get in and you want it more. You know, it's like the cute guy. It's like the cute guy at school when you were younger, the popular guy. It's like, he never paid attention to me. And then I liked him even more. It's like, oh my God, love you. <laughs> Slams locker in my face. <laughs> but <laughs> um, they they closed or they closed down. They like, um, like immediately, they like a couple of weeks ago, they just, they blasted out. They seized operations. Um, they said that, you know, they had economic troubles during the pandemic, but they also said uh, that they wanted people, their members started to want access to suburban centers, suburban locations, because they were more remote and I guess affected by the pandemic. I don't know. They also had, I think, like a lawsuit issue a few years ago that they were like sexist, just catering to women. They used to keep the thermo- the the, uh, the the um the thermostat at seventy two degrees to satisfy they would say like ho- women's high temperature needs, you know, color coded library. They had pump rooms, private phone booths that were named after girls like Le- Lisa Simpson, Anita Hill. Uh, here's the thing: I, I listen. I think it's great personally, though. I I don't <sighs> if it, if I was looking for a co work, I've been member of WeWork on and off throughout the years, and if I was looking for a co working space. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't care. I just like, I don't, no offense the wing. I mean, it's a really cool idea, but I don't, I don't, I don't need that. Like I, I want to network with everybody. I don't want to network with just women. I want to network with everybody. And I also, I don't, I don't give a shit if the library is female authors only. Like I, I don't give a shit if I'm making my, my WebEx call in a, the Lisa Simpson phone booth. I don't need a phone booth with the name on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? But, but, but people liked it and it was good networking. It's very, you know, it's all chic and blah, 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 blah. But if you had, here's the thing. If you had 9,000 people on the wait list, are you having economic difficulties? Because that sounds like that's 9,000 people willing to pay, shell out $3,000. And if people really found your service valuable, maybe they would pay 3,100 a year. Maybe they pay 35. I think it's more that more more people are remote. That's what I think. Or maybe they have their legal troubles. Anyway, oh God, I'm doing the winter, summer switchover. That's a nightmare. I read The Magic Art of Tidying Up like a thousand times. The Marie Kondo Little Blue Book. You have to get that if you haven't ever read it. But here's the thing. I just... I just have so many items that give me so much joy. It is so hard to part with them. Like I have, not clothing, right? I have a uh, rhinestone Swarovski encrusted lips phone, red lips phone. I, I, it's, a, it's like an art piece to me. I love it. I, I can never give that away. It, it brings me so much joy. You know what else brings me joy? My kimono collection. That's right. These polyester kimonos. I have kimonos. I went on my honeymoon. Did I tell you I went to Hong Kong and I went to Hong Kong and Thailand on my honeymoon. I bought a bunch of kimonos and not a bunch, three. I, I bought a few kimonos in uh, Hong Kong on my honeymoon. I, I don't wear them all the time. Sometimes actually I do, but I, I, I don't want to throw them out. They bring me joy, but they take up space. So this is the thing. Like it's like everything I buy. I feel like I t- I tell myself it's a, it's a joyous purchase. 
So I text my ex-husband, not because I need him to help me freaking clean out my closets, but because he's very good at just like, you don't need it, get rid of it. You know, that kind of, that, that kind of thing. So I said, Paul, I'm dying here. I said, like, I, 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 I got to get rid of stuff. I, like, I'm trying to make room. I'm doing and he's like, if you haven't worn it in two years, just dump it. I, so I put all the stuff in bags, you know, the stuff I'm not wearing, and I'll give it to my babysitter because she has grandchildren that are around my size and they work, they, they, you know, they have jobs. I think one of her grandkids is like in dental school or something, you know, like they, they, and then she has some family that live in beach areas. So like these girls, they put on my clothes and then my babysitter texts me a picture and I'm literally like, oh my God, that's a slamming leopard bikini. Where'd you get that? And then I'm like, holy shit, that's mine. That's mine. It's mine. And that, that, that bikini bottom only fits one ass cheek. So I had to give it away. <laughs> like I, that's the thing that she shows me the pictures and I'm like, these girls are slam, bam, banging in my clothes. And then I'm like, they're my clothes, but whatever. Like, I'm like, what am I doing? Like I, I how many, how many chartreuse sequin mini dresses does one need for that, for that one phone call that I'm going to get to like, go hit the Borgata for a night. Like it's like never happening. It's like, just, I just have to tell myself it's never happening. <sighs> honestly the most painful process is winter and it's like winter summer changeover it's really more like closet makeover that's really what it's like anyway speaking of ac i am going to be at the hard rock in october you'll have to come out okay i had an amazing <laughs> i had an audition on the weekend last weekend it was the most random I can't eat, talk about it because it's confidential, but you don't understand this. I just got called into this. Audience. I don't even know how they knew who I was. Okay. But the actor whose movie this is, is like one of the greatest Italian American actors of our time. Okay. That's all I can tell you. And I'm just like, they want, they like me. They know me. <laughs> They like, like I get the, an email and I'm like, hi, Elise, who, who, who are you talking about? <laughs> Elise Delucci? Like, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, at the kitchen table, like making a trade or something like, and I'm like reading this. I couldn't even believe it. Anyway, we'll see. That's all I can say really about that. Okay. I got to go. I got breakfast to make. <laughs> I got to convince these kids that um, they have to eat their Cheerios and they can't get soggy because because they get soggy. They got to I got to convince them to eat, eat it when mommy puts it in the bowl with the milk. OK, because my kids, you know, I make the cereal right for breakfast. You know, they're getting ready right now. I make I make the cereal. You know, they want cereal for breakfast. Like they're like, stop giving us oatmeal. OK, fine. Put, oh, my God. They call oatmeal porridge. Mommy, we don't want porridge. OK, fine. You want Cheerios? Great. But then they talk. Little khaki owns these two. They sit down at the table. They talk, talk, talk. And then they tell me five minutes later, mommy, the, the, the younger one, Vivian, she's like, mommy, the Cheerios, the older one, mommy, the Cheerios, soggy. It's like, all right. All right. Because, you know, I got the, the different accents going with these kids. I like, I can't. I just can't. So I got to get the breakfast ready soon. You know, and my ex is like, you just giving them cereal? What about food? I'm just... What about fruit, lovely? You, they need to eat some fruit. So I'll put some grapes on the table with that. Maybe like I'll peel a clementine. I don't even, 
listen, breakfast and most important meal of the day. I get it. When I was a kid, I think I said this a long time. My mother, the freaking chuck, chuck a Nutri-Grain bar at me and be like, make sure you eat it all as I'm running to the bus. That was like my breakfast when I was a kid. These kids, they get a freaking smorgasbord. I can't. Anyway, product of the week. So it is my birthday. I, I want to buy myself a little piece of jewelry. I like to do that um, every year-ish, whenever I can. Little Buy myself a little present. Um, I really want to get like maybe a black diamond, like eternity band, like a thin one though. You know, and then I could wear it with like maybe an, another, or maybe I get like a thin eternity band, like diamonds and then a black diamond, like stacked up. I feel like that's like a really cute look, right? Right? One of my girlfriends, Marie from Staten Island, like I have a jeweler, right? And he is away for a few months. Oh no, a few weeks. And I'm like, oh, it's my birthday. And, I, and he's like, oh, I'm going to be away. And it's just like, so, like, can I put in an order? You know? And you know, I'm going to be away when I get home. So I said to my friend, Marie, Marie, you got anybody for me? So she she does. Well, Marie, always oh, she has the most beautiful eternity band. She has one for her baby's births on her, like, well, she has boys, three boys, but she had, she, like, her, her, her eternity bands are just stunning. Every time I see this girl, she has a ruby and diamond eternity band birthstone for one of her kids. She has a sapphire, square sapphire and square diamond eternity band. You know, and every, but the, the, the stones are like amazing. Like I look at that and I'm just like, I love that. So I said, Marie, I hit her up for the jeweler. Give me the jeweler. Give me a number. Talk to the guy. Give me the, he's giving me the whole spiel. Um, da, 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 da. I don't need the spiel. Like you were recommended. If your prices are right, we'll do business. Like that's it. That's it. Like, I don't need the whole, I don't need the whole spiel. He, I, I want to just text, you know, he wants to talk on the phone. What's the talking about? Why do we need to talk? I'll tell you what I want. He's like, well, I need to know the size, you know, the width. I, you, the ring, I, I got all that information for you. I said, not only do I have all that information, I got a jeweler's loop. Okay. In my drawer, in my bedroom. Okay. Like, it, it, please. So I said, I, I, I know what I'm talking about. So anyway, no, but I talked to him on the phone. So I told him, I, so I, at first I wanted to do like maybe what Marie had, like a little, like a band for my, one of my daughter's birthstones. Right. Um, but then he showed me something that he made for his wife. He told me he had to upgrade his wife. Like, just like, I don't know. She needed a new ring. Needed. Funny word. And he sent me this picture and it's diamond eternity band. And then a black diamond eternity band. And then another diamond eternity band with the tiniest, tiniest little black baguette diamond, like the top, like, like chip little size. It is so cool. So I said to him, what's the price? Tell me the price, the price, right? You know, and then we went back and forth a little bit because come on, I, we all need to get a little bored again. Like, what do you think? I'm going to pay a sticker price. I, I barely pay a sticker price. I go in the gap. I go in the gap. I'm like, is this on sale? <laughs> they're like, no, it's full price. Well, do you have any sales? And then, you know, I pull out the website. Oh, well, on the website, they got a sale. And they're like, okay, we'll give you the sale. I don't ever want to pay full price for anything. Okay. So anyway, I think I'm going to get these, these rings made. And when I do, I will, um, I'll, I'll show them off to you. But that's my product of the week. So it's not really a product. <laughs> it's more like a birthday present for myself. But at one of my girlfriends, like, why do you want to wear an eternity band? Like what people think you marry? I said, excuse me, I'm not going to wear it on my left hand. I'm going to wear it on my right hand. This is a right hand ring. Maybe it'll be a middle finger ring. I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet, you know, please. And why, why should we wait? Why should we, what, what am I? I'm going to wait until my boyfriend proposes to give me a diamond. Like I'll buy my own freaking diamond. I don't need you. And besides, if I get engaged to him, because you know, we talked about that. 
I talked, I mean, me, meaning I'm like me and you. I talked about that, like me and you all. <laughs> He's like, could you stop talking about our personal life on your podcast? I'm like, whatever. Sorry. No. Um, but if we do get engaged, I don't even know if I want a diamond. I might want an emerald. That's right. That's right, ladies and men. Because I just feel like it would be second time around. I don't need a diamond. I want like a pink sapphire. I want like, and I want something cool, like different, you know, second time around. Just like I told him, I said, if we ever got married, don't think I'm wearing white. I mean, I probably actually would wind up wearing white, but I was, and he's like, what would you wear? I'm like, leopard sequence. (laughs) Okay. That's it for today. I think that's it. I think I'm done. Uh, quote of the day, Haruki Murakami. He is a Japanese author and he write his he is an amazing writer. One of his books that is definitely worth reading is what I talk about when I what, when I'm running. And uh, he he just has this way with words. And the quote that I love uh, that he says is pain is inevitable. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. That's so good, right? You know what? When you're in pain, get on your Peloton and freaking bike it out to Donna Summer in your nightgown and then get off your Peloton and have some Oreos. That's what I'm talking about, girls. That's what I'm talking about. I'm Elise Delucci. This is Crazy Fucking Mommy. Thank you for listening. I will, oh my God, come to my show at Caroline's September 29th. I can't believe I forgot that. (laughs) This is Elise Delucci with Crazy Fucking Mommy, episode 115. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. I'm not going to be the last one. I'm not going to be the last one.